You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the ABO group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday, brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where we have casual conversations for serious workflows. Isn't that nice, Carrie? I like that. Um, so today is actually, uh, uh, this is a pinch me kind of day because here we have Carrie Tom and Mark and Mark and, and Hector and, and, and I'm just kind of along for the ride here. So, uh, this is pretty cool to have, uh, have everybody here in, in, in the workshop today. So last week we, we had had a, had a nice conversation with Mark about the right tool app, uh, the free version and. Uh, so, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the pro version and the things that, uh, that, you, that you can do inside of that. But I do want to talk to Hector and Mark first about like how this collaboration started. You know, we, Mark had mentioned last week that uh, it's, he had created this, uh, this extension monk B and you happened to, uh, upon it. So how did that, how did that come to be? You were like scouring the internet, like Google and <laughs> came across it or how did that, how did that come to be? So, yeah. So hi, everybody. So I think I did scour the internet randomly <laughs> and, and maybe in a LinkedIn video that Mark had put, has shown, I think it was the feature where we lock in the item um, and it logs in the item description and the price. So when you go switch an item, it doesn't change that for you, which is something that drives me insane in QuickBooks Online and in QuickBooks Desktop, it does it too. But the funny thing, and, and Carrie could probably answer this, is I'm not sure under what circumstance in QuickBooks Desktop, you can switch the item and it'll stay. And in what circumstances, it will switch. For some reason, it's something that happens just completely random based on the mood that QuickBooks is in. So, so often, right, we as accountants, we go back and change the item on a, on a bunch of transactions because we want it to map differently or we want it to hit the right inventory item or whatever. and we just want the mapping to change in the reports. We don't want to change the description or the price. And if you're not paying attention or copying and pasting that into a word file simultaneously while you're switching stuff, you sort of lose your work. So this brilliant feature that he added in, in Monkbee uh, allows you to lock in the item so you can switch, swap the item for another one and it keeps the price and the, the text in place. Now, when that happened, I, I thought it was, pretty much close to sorcery. And I was looking at it. I'm like, how did the world do this? Like, like I don't, I, I, just, I didn't understand the mechanics guy? of it. I didn't understand yeah. the mechanics of it. And then after looking at it and, and, and seeing, watching it behave kind of in slow motion, like I re- did a screen record at like, you know, 300 frames per second. I tried to see what's <laughs> happening. What was happening is basically the Chrome extension was doing robotic. You know, it was doing RPA. What it was doing is it was, it was copying, sort of, let's call it in the clipboard. It was copying the information. It was swapping the item and then it's pasting them back in. And I go, holy crap, there are so many things, you know, that, that this type of functionality could do. And like nine years ago, I had a developer develop this thing called Paste Excel. 
it's a little app that I developed for the for the PC uh, that could you could, you could copy an Excel spreadsheet and then you you press a button and it runs the equivalent of a paste. But it will do is it'll paste one cell, hit tab, paste the next cell, hit tab, paste the next cell, hit tab. Because in QuickBooks and in other software, you know you can't just paste a grid you know perfectly in there. Sometimes when you right. paste stuff in there, it puts everything in that one All cell. In one cell. So, yeah. so, and that was killed when Windows went from Windows 8 to Windows 10, because for whatever reason, the security settings didn't allow you to sort of emulate this paste type of functionality. So that app died and that app never even sold. Actually, I used it myself for a couple functions. And I went to Mark and I said, hey, Mark, I got this weird idea for an app. And I kind of showed him a video that I had, you know, could we do something like this, for example, in a journal entry, right? Because uh, like importing journal entries is something that QuickBooks should have natively. And randomly in the UK, you can do it. In Canada, you can, but in the US, you cannot. Um, so could I work around importing journal entries into QuickBooks by doing this weird paste Excel functionality that emulates this, um, this other feature that Monkby had, which is locking the item and repasting the description and the, the place. And then Mark said, like he usually does, yeah, I think it's possible. And I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> you know, I reply back. This is like a LinkedIn. Okay, let's chat about this on Wednesday or something. Like I was looking at my calendar, to see when I'm when I'm open. And literally the next day, like at seven o'clock in the morning, he sends me a video of like something that he built. And I was like, huh, wow, that's quick. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hang on a second. You might be the person to pair up with because I had these other ideas and a whole different content. <laughs> Where, yeah, you've got Hector's list of bonkers uh, right. things that, that QuickBooks does, right? Yeah, I, I have you a big list of things care. that drive me nuts with, with QuickBooks. And I, <laughs> you know, obviously, like, I'm envisioning, like, this this being, like, the person that can get me there, right, when I, when I met Mark. But I had this other thing, which is a list of bookmarks. Like, I had made a, I made a database of every report, every every place you can get into QuickBooks via direct URL, including custom reports, including, like, you know, like subsections of particular screens. Um, and I made, I just, I kept the database and I built it. I made it into like a, like a browser bookmark. And I put them for sale for like 25 bucks. And like in four years, I, we, I've sold $9,000 worth of that. So like people have seen value on having all these things. And I figured, could we make this into an app? So I'm not out there setting, selling bookmarks. I mean, I feel like so yeah. bad that I'm selling a bookmark. <laughs> You know, like You're a, like a door-to-door -door book salesman. Yeah, yeah. I'm selling a bookmark. So <laughs> could I like make this into an app? Yeah, could I make this into an app so it's like more official? And also so I can have a backend to upload these things so I don't have to tell people, hey, delete the bookmarks, add new ones because it was just very clunky for it to work. So I sent Mark my, my list of bookmarks and then he built this thing, which was like, it was just like a blue thing on the right. And sometimes he, somehow he picked navy blue, which is a color I like. And that color <laughs> stuck. That's the color that he picked. So navy blue, he put all the bookmarks in there. And I'm not sure if there was a search feature yet, but there was only like a, I think it was, he put all the bookmarks and then you can only favor them. I think the only thing that you could do. Yeah. And then, so he built, he built this um, MVP and I was playing with it. I said, you know what? This is it. This is, this is the person that's going to help me uh, fix all the things that QuickBooks drives me, all the things that drive me crazy about QuickBooks, which I didn't know at that point what could be fixed or couldn't be fixed. It was just a matter of like throwing stuff at Mark and Mark would say, yeah, I can do this. I can't do this. And like nine months later, we have this thing that I think completely transformed QuickBooks altogether. Like QuickBooks 
like there's two lives, you know, there's pre-write tool and there's pro-write tool. And I can tell you, write tool users, um, they put in a Facebook group, they're saying, hey, I switched to another computer and I forgot they didn't have write tool and I felt so weird and discombobulated and naked, you know, without it. So it like, <laughs> it really did change how people navigate uh, QBO. So we're very proud of what we built so far. And I think Mark covered with you guys last week all the stuff that was available on the, not all, because it literally yeah. took three hours to cover <laughs> everything, but most of the free th free stuff worth mentioning. Yeah. And today I right. think I'm going to be able to uh, demo some of the pro features, right? Yeah, right. So let's, um, let's kind of just going to put a pin in that for a second here, because what we want to do is, is make sure that people know what we're talking about here. And you guys put a little commercial together. So we'll, we'll, we'll share that first to kind of give you an idea, you know, people may be joining us or maybe missed last week uh, and didn't see, you know, this will, this will help you in 60 seconds, get you caught up a tip to today. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll. This is a nice, uh, this is a very um, attractive photo of you, Hector. So let's go ahead and keep the beard. Hey, did you love QuickBooks Online? You're a QuickBooks Online fanboy. But have you noticed how sometimes it takes three to four clicks to get to where you want to go? Wasting and wasting seconds of your life you will never get back? Hi, I'm Hector Garcia, and I'm an accountant that loves QuickBooks Online. But I designed the right tool in order to save you those seconds. It's a Google Chrome extension that works in Microsoft Edge 2, sits on the right side of your screen, right by QuickBooks aside, gives you the ability to create your own custom shortcut links, you can search for any screen or report available in QuickBooks Online, a fully expanded set of keyboard shortcuts, and even a nifty tab manager that allows you to navigate through all your open tabs, which is an homage to QuickBooks Desktop's open window list. Best part is that it's free, no sign up, no credit card required. And for my fellow power users, there's a pro version that will blow your mind. Well, not really, but it will save you seconds, guaranteed. All right. I like the little choir uh, homage to. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give props to, props to Jason Stats for. So I, I reached out to Jason Stats, who is, uh, I would say, an open, it's already a pretty, really great YouTuber. I'm saying an up and comer from the perspective of uh, reaching more and more popularity. And I really like his content. Uh, that's S T A A T S, Jason Stats. And I emailed him, I said, hey, dude, you know, I like your content, I like your newsletter. You know, how much would you charge me to do a, to do a, a commercial for uh, for for Write Tool for my for my app? And you know he gets a lot of requests like this. I think he did one for Keeper. He did an awesome job for that. But he comes back and goes, "Look, Hector, I'm getting a lot of requests. Instead, tell you what, you don't have to pay me anything, but send me a one minute pitch of your app and extra points for quirkiness." <laughs> and so I'm like, "Okay, I'll go all out. I'll go all out on the I'll go all out on the quirkiness." And it had to be 60 seconds. So that's what you saw. You saw what, you know, what might be the official commercial for, for right tool. And we haven't done any real advertising other than we did some trade with a, a, a cloud accounting podcast where we, you know, plugged in their podcast. They plugged us yeah. in, in some, in some ad reads. And then obviously my YouTube channel and the people that already follow me and, and, and it's pretty, we're pretty amazed at the results. We have over 4,000 downloads in the Google, um, Chrome store. We have documented the ones that we can actually identify about 2,600 active users uh, based on, you know, lo logins and emails and stuff like that, that we, that we, that we, that we track. 
And we have, I don't remember Mark exactly, it was like about 500 pro users. Uh, Somewhere less, in that range. Yeah, so maybe, maybe high fours. So, and right now we're making enough to pay half of Mark's salary. So, All so, right. so Mark is eating mostly ramen and, and, uh, and, uh, and canned corn, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get well, there. I, I think, I think what's amazing and, and what I, what I really uh, gravitate towards is like when, when people really, uh, you know, because we, we can sit here and we can put in feedback about QuickBooks Online and like you, Hector, you had, you had into its ear, right? For a lot of these things, it just, they, they were slow to respond, you know, to, to the feedback that you would be providing and maybe they didn't understand the whole thing. And, and what I really love is like when, when people go like, oh, F it, I'll fix it myself, right? Like, you know, Jason over at Bookkeep, he created his own point of sale system and and Ash over at Net, Net Tracker, where they created their own fixed asset manager depreciation thing, you know, so like when people really take it and they understand their own pain and, and, and know what the pain is. And like, you know, like, the, like you said in the ad, it'll save you seconds, guarantee you, like you'll never get those seconds back in your life. You know, what, what, what else could you do with your time? you know, that, that you're, that you're not doing rotely clicking around in QuickBooks because, you know, they, they've added extra, extra things. So I, I applaud you, right. To, for, uh, for, for taking this on and, and, and being able to, you know, impact so many people's lives just in, you know, the time back, the, the time that gets back, get put back in their day. Yeah. And, and, and saving seconds is the ethos of our company. Like, where Mark and I are, are brainstorming all tons, like we get tons of feedback of things that we should be adding or should be working on or things that are broken that we should be fixing. And it's fast, the, how, the approach and how we're using stuff, it's, it's fascinating if you're, if you're nerdy enough to like really truly appreciate it, but we are not using the API. The API is the standard way in which third-party apps communicate with QuickBooks. We're using a Chrome extension and we're modifying, we're injecting lines of code to the software in real time, which has some pros and some cons. You know, some yeah. of the cons that it has is that we are, we're messing with, with the code. We're not messing with like the backend code. Like we're, there's no security risk, really. We're, we're messing with what the customer sees. Okay. And that's what Chrome extensions do. That's essentially what, what they're designed for. So you really can't stop it. But anytime that QuickBooks changes anything in the code, uh, like, you know, they'll yeah. change the, the size of a table, they'll change the order or something. It could fundamentally change how our, the program that Mike writes figures out whether or not that code could be injected in that page. And many of our features overnight disappear and Mark has to go back and check it out. Now, that would be awesome if, if everybody was working on the same version of QuickBooks Online so we could just monitor it daily. The problem is like there's six right. different versions of QuickBooks Online. Right. So our users come back and go, in my version, I don't see this thing. <laughs> not working. So my guy has to look at it, look at the code. And if we don't have a company file, sample file with the same code, he literally has to copy and paste the architecture of that page from that user to then figure out how to fix it in the back end. And, we're, and he's posting updates daily. So like, this is a very exhausting thing to do. And in many ways, not sustainable. Like right tool in many ways is a patch for QuickBooks into it to go, oh, it seems like you guys not only know how to develop faster, but you also understand what users need. Let's bring you in. And it would be, a, it would be great if Intuit were to acquire the tech per se, 
and then make all this stuff standard in QBO for power users, for accountants. We're not saying for all the users. I'm saying for the account, right. for people that truly appreciate it. That would kind of be the end goal because mm -hmm. it's actually kind of tiring for both of us, Mark and I, especially Mark, <laughs> to like have to teach yeah. the code because again, what we're doing is not the conventional way that Intuit invites people to develop for their app. So right. the nice thing about that is that it, in many ways, there's no rules. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so we can do whatever we want. Uh, but in other ways, we also have to always catch up and keep up with whatever version of the app that that Intuit publishes. But the the, the con in that would be that many things are super easy to do uh, with an API we can't do. So it's 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 a like I think we're, we're a very unique company, or we we have a very unique product because we're the only ones in the world where the entire app has zero access to the API and in essence, zero access to the data, although that has starting to change with some of the developments that we have made, but everything is happening in front of you. Like nothing's happening automated yeah. or behind the scenes. So we're not out there to automate a process. We're out there to, it's like a, the name of a company, is account, accounting power tools. So we're there yeah. to like, instead of you having a, a tiny little bit of a drill, we're giving you the big mama drill with, the, with all the different <laughs> drill bits. So when you're doing when you're doing the work, you have tools available at your disposal to do the work differently, better, more efficiently. That has been our approach, plus a whole bunch of like extra little things that we have added and thrown in there. And as we show you some of the pro features, I think you will you will appreciate exactly where we're coming from. All right. Well, let's let's go. Let's get our mind blown. Uh, a la a la Hector. So and okay. again, this is this is really cool because Carrie has not really seen any of this. So this is like all of a blind reaction uh, from, from someone who one hates Gubio and, and two, uh, you know, loves desktop. Right. So, uh, and, and hasn't seen these things. So this may be uh, make a, make a believer of her. So, so Carrie, I can't help you love Gubio more than desktop, but I could help you feel that Gubio it's more productive than what you're used to. Okay. So the very first thing, the very first thing I'm going to do again, like the video said, homage to the beautiful open window list in QuickBooks Desktop, is manage tabs. Okay, so uh, some of the th I'm going to demo a little bit of what uh, Mark didn't get to cover, just to, to so we can build up to to the pro features. But imagine you have a list of a bunch of favorites or or windows that you usually go into when you first log in to a QuickBooks online file in QuickBooks Desktop. You can have multiple windows open, save your desktop, and then every time you log in, the seven things that you always look at uh, are open. So uh, the match to QuickBooks Desktop in this case is you set up all your favorites, and then you click on this button that says Open All, and it opens up all the favorites in one shot, okay? And also, we, ha we also have a group version of this where you can have like a custom one for every client. So you can essentially have your own set of groups of reports and screens that you can access every time you go to a QuickBooks Online a company file. Another really cool thing that we built into, into this concept of open tabs is in the settings, especially for people switching across multiple uh, company files. And I don't know if, if that's a setting that we have by default or if we change it where people, when, when you switch, you remember, oh, this is open tab management, I think. It's this one. Uh, so right now, the, the, by default, the way it works by default is if you have a whole bunch of tabs open and you come in here and you switch to another company file, it will switch and it will refresh across all the tabs 
and not give you that weird silver gray screen of death that says, hey, sorry, a weird error happened. We don't know what to do. And you have to refresh each one manually. So if you switch to any client that you have multiple tabs, QuickBooks, no, I mean, right tool knows to go out there and, and do like a batch refresh of all the tabs. If you don't like that, that's okay. You can, you can click on this button that says close tabs prior to company change. And you can even like a war give it a warning. So when you do switch, all the tabs close automatically. I think Mark did show you that on the first mm -hmm. time, how all the tabs close automatically. But the really nifty thing about this is having the open window list, basically a list of all the things that are open and you being able to navigate straight to it, similar to where the way the open window list works in QuickBooks Desktop. You can also close them all in one shot. You can send a refresh to all in one shot for whatever reason you want to, you have a whole bunch of reports open. You want to run a refresh or something like that. Or you can manually close any of them that you want in here. Um, and then when you, when you refresh, those uh, those sort of fall off and then only the ones that are sort of actively open will show up there. The other thing that's really interesting is that if you don't have right tool when you have multiple tabs open and probably the main reason why most people don't like multiple tabs is because up here in the top, it doesn't tell you the screen that you're in. It just says QuickBooks. QuickBooks. Okay. Or, or it says sales receipt, but it's not in the sales receipt. Or right, or it's going to say something wacky that doesn't make any sense. So something else that we built into this is we have an automatic renaming system that renames all the tabs to logical things, including reports. So if you have a PL open or a balance sheet open, it actually says balance sheet, not QuickBooks, not the company name. So we fixed that. And the other thing is, if you have a register open, uh, it will say reg to let you know uh, it's a register. And then it gives you whatever you can fit in there, uh, the actual <laughs> account name that you're looking at. If, if you're reconciling, it will say rec and then the actual account that you're reconciling. And if it says, uh, uh, I think there's one more. Is there one more? Maybe like banking. Forget if there's banking or, or, or bank fees. Yeah. I think not banking, but just reg and, and rec, those two. So those two actually identify the account you're in in case you have multiple registers open or multiple reconcile windows open. So all this stuff, uh, it's still available in the free version. So I wanted to, again, to, to, to try to make Carrie fall in love a little bit with QBO navigation, not so much lack of functionality, lack of a sales order or whatever <laughs> that we can't fix. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah there's there's a really big ones for big QuickBooks desktop users. Okay, so I'm going to go run through the pro features and there's, there's so many of them. So I'm going to do is I'm going to point out the ones that I think would have a sort of the, the biggest impact. So I'm just going to turn them all off really quick. So I'm just going through and turning off all the features. And as you can tell, as I go to each of these screens, there's a lot of things to turn off and on. Some people don't like this sort of over-exaggerated cockpit feel. You know, there's way too many buttons. And I got to tell you, I know accountants don't like the anxiety of having so many options, but I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure that over time, you will appreciate choosing what you want to change. Okay. Yeah. Because if you we completely transform them, go ahead. I always think that is well. I always think that is the that was the best option. Like you know, coming from the Intuit perspective, like when they would uh, when they would make a change, you know, we, we would hear from the people who liked it the old way, right? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. so you know, giving people a preference or a choice in the matter is, I think, a better way to to, to approach things because then. You're, you're appeasing the people who liked it the way it was, but then you're also, you know, offering people a new way to, to do things and it's not forcing them 
to do it one way or the other. Exactly. So I want to turn on reconciled transaction indicator. This is probably one of the biggest ones that gets a standing ovation. Uh, well, <laughs> we've never done a live presentation of this, but I'm saying I, I imagine it would get a standing ovation because we get the virtual one in the webinars. But um, you will also <laughs> notice that all the features have a description and then a video next to it. And we have to catch up. There's still a couple of new features. We'll probably be doing videos in the next couple of days. So I'm going to turn on reconciled indicator. And essentially what this is, is it lets you know if the transaction you're looking at has been reconciled or not. Simple, something that should always be there. And you will yeah, see like, like a no brainer. Yeah. Type of so, thing. Yeah. Many of the things that we do are things that when you look at it, you're like, oh, really? You needed an app for that? It's almost like that should have been there all along. So you see right there, it just says reconcile. So the transaction has been reconciled. It'll just say reconciled. Now, the neat thing about this is if you click on reconciled, it will take you to an audit log and let you know which side of the transaction has been reconciled, which is particularly important when a transaction is hitting another balance sheet account or when it's like a transfer or a credit card payment, something where there's two different bank accounts that could be cleared. Unfortunately, we cannot, um, we cannot on this screen tell you because that information is not available to us unless we're digging through the API and checking things in detail. But at least right. we know that there is a reconciliation flag on this because if I try to delete the transaction, it gives me a warning. And essentially what Mark did is he recognized whether or not that warning exists in the HTML and added the reconcile in there. So very simple uh, coding. I mean, it's, it seems simple now that you explain it, but I'm sure it took many hours yeah. to, to find it. So simple reconciled indicator, every transaction, every transaction in QuickBooks that's been reconciled, it would say reconciled up there. So that's the, that's the first does it, one. Does it only show that if you're looking at the, that side of the transaction, like in the, in the, in the case of any, like a, a credit card? If, if there's any reconciliation, I mean, at the end of the day, a reconciliation flag mostly is for, so people do not inadvertently delete something they're not supposed to. That's usually right. the, the biggest role that that reconcile flag has, right? So that's the first one. Okay, the second one I'm going to show you is chart of accounts filter and show all accounts. So one of the things that is another pet peeve of many of us is that when we go into a chart of accounts, uh, there's a limit. It only shows 300 accounts, right? Now, I'm going to switch to another QuickBooks file that has like thousands of accounts. So one that I literally, I literally went to ChatGPT and say, can you give me like 1,200 accounts randomly named? <laughs> You know, and I imported the file um, yeah, in there. So like, so I basically loaded up a whole bunch of fixed assets into this particular uh, play file. So I have a, a really large chart of accounts, okay? Because in demos, I can't use like a live demo. So like right. I have a very large chart of accounts. In this one, I think it's like 1,200 or, or, or 1,300 or whatever. And right now it's limited to 300. That's probably the biggest uh, pet peeve that most people have. Now, there's a specific technical reason for this, which is it will make your browser very slow if right. you showed more than 300. So if you have a fast computer like I do, and everybody watching this, every power user in the world, if you don't have a $3,000 computer, uh, you're paying for it in inefficiencies, by the way. So like, mm -hmm. I know some people have slow computers or whatever, and I get it. But like, if you have a fast computer, that's, that's what this is designed for. It's like, hey, we don't care. You got a bunch of RAM. We can handle it. So I'm going to click on show all. And again, in the real world, if you had a slow computer and you click there, it, it would take a long time for it to kind of resolve. Okay. Um, so then when you, when you do show all, this thing should uh, refresh and show all the accounts. 
And the purpose of that is so we can run filters on them. So when we have a lot of mm -hmm. accounts, you know, one of the things that we can do, and this little, this little drop-down menu, that's a right tool thing. If I click on equity, it will filter and only show me uh, the equity accounts. Let me refresh here for a second. Uh, well, the thing is, even with a computer, this particular thing will take a little bit of time when you go to equity even. Uh, but right. only if you have 1,200 accounts. If you have less than that, then you'll be going super quick. Yeah, um, it'll, but, it'll load eventually. It's just... Right. Now, it should be a little faster than that. So I'm going to take a quick pause here for a second just to make sure that um, this is all bank. Okay, this is all bank. And then we have other current assets. Okay, there we go. And then we got, uh, let's say, a credit card. Okay, so yeah. So we're... Uh, mine, for some reason, it's stuck in the show all script. And this is one of the examples. I'm like, you know, QuickBooks could have changed something here. And essentially, there's, there's, a, there's a part of this feature that the first thing that it does, it, it triggers a, a show all, uh, and then it does the other piece. So I'll, I'll go back to this um, if it resolves itself somehow in a second, because I'm going to open this in, um, in Edge as well. And then, Mark, you could do some tests on your back end to see um, if there's something that changed in the QuickBooks website that stopped that particular piece from happening. So, but, but just so you get some, an idea, the bank worked because it was already in the first page of, of the chart of accounts. And the other accounts receivable worked and the current assets worked. But in this case, equity or credit card, it's in a, it's in a secondary page. Uh, that's why it's not working. So if I go to the next page, it will work. But obviously, that's not, that's not how we designed the tool. The way we designed right. it shows up now. We designed the tool that this show all button should trigger first. But that show all button is not working now. So Mark's going to test it. On his side, and it just it could be my, it could be I, I just did an update the right tool. It could be acting up, or maybe you know we he has to go in there and change something in the back end. Good example. And then again, this is one of the things that we can't control. I promise you, we have a video on it. It worked at some point. <laughs> All right. So let's let me go. And, and knowing and knowing Mark's work ethic, it'll probably be fixed by the end of the show here. Oh, Mark is Mark is coding with his fingers and toes right now, uh, trying to get it fixed. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going to go to Report Pro, and I'm going to show you the next thing. So one of the uh, things that we did is report, uh, re report exports to CSV and exclude headers. And one of the common use cases for this is we export a report to Excel, and then we have to clean up Excel, and it takes like forever to like do a pivot table. So by doing this, I get a, I get a quick CSV of it. So I'll show you what that means. So let me do a... I think it's by date, transaction detail by date. It's kind of the closest thing to a transaction detail report. So Carrie, exporting sure. exporting your customer list and vendor list that you do every month would ne would be so much easier. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So 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 we hit that in here in the export button. You see, there's two red things. These two things because they're they're red. They're an indicator. They're from right tool. So you can either copy to the clipboard, which is pretty cool too. So I can go to copy. Copy the clipboard, and then I can open up Excel on my side here and show you. And bring it here to the left, and then right-click paste. Yep, we're only work. seeing quick. We're only seeing QuickBooks. Uh, you may not. May not I will share warn it you: do not change. Do not stop sharing, <laughs> so you can share the screen. Just to be quick, let uh, yeah. well, yeah, If you can imagine, you so say everybody, we're you know, Everybody close your eyes and imagine of me pasting this imagine information if you will. in a CSV format in, in, in Excel, okay? 
but I'm going to do export to CSV and, oh, you can't see that either. Mm, that's true. Well, um, I have it on my screen if you ever want to just quickly show it. Uh, this is more what it looks like, but you also don't have to. Uh, I, I, I have an idea because so, you, you can't see my browser, right? That's that's for sure. Oh, never mind. Maybe I don't yep, have we it. Can, yeah. We can see. So there, there, you, go. Can. there you go. There you go. So, uh, I, 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 so I just copy and paste it. Uh, from, so just imagine that as a CSV file as well. In, right? okay. This is a yeah. Google Sheets. So look, no headers. Look at that. Isn't that a beauty? Okay. So if you like, if you're an Excel nerd like I am, and you want to run um, a, a pivot table, you don't have to do all this extra work, you know, to clean up the headers and the footer. That weird, that weird footer that has a collapse. I mean, a collapse cell. It just Merged, freaking yeah. insane. Yeah. So, so that's 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 what that is attempting to fix. Now I'm going to show you uh, the next three reports. Very popular. We have collapsing rows and columns, and then we have the report preset. Actually, let me just start with rows and columns first, and then we go to reports uh, preset. And you guys have to tell me wh uh, how much time we have left because I know that we have a hard stop. So let, keep, me, keep me honest on, no, the, on the time frame. 10 minutes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I want to run, let me run a, I'm going to run a PL report. Okay. And uh, most people know that there's a big collapse button up here that when you click on collapse, it does what's called the quick, we, we call it a QuickBooks collapse, where it takes all the sub accounts, it hides them, but it also hides a little triangle for you to be able to open up those sub accounts. So under expand mode, uh, you have to manually go in there and collapse any of the accounts that you want, which is a freaking pain on the butt. So what we've done is we added this button here called sub rows. When you click on that, it's like a little macro that goes in there and collapses all of them for you. So it's the same thing as the collapse button, but it keeps them potentially expanded. So if you want to expand just one or just two for that particular scenario, you can do that. So that's kind of the point. It will expand or collapse all the rows. And then there's three modes. The first one you click does a high level collapse. Sorry, does a, does a, a, a parent account collapse. Second time it does a category collapse. And then the third time it expands the whole thing. So it's really cool. It's got three modes per se. It's a cycle. Yeah, three cycles. So I'm going to do it by customer. Uh, actually, I'm going to do it by class. It's a little bit cleaner. So I'm going to go by class. Example for nonprofit users. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. So, so one of the things that's a little bit painful about that is I have a parent class. I have sub classes, and then I have the total here. I hate that. I mean, I just hate that in so many ways. Um, so like QuickBooks desktop in like 2018 or 19, added this option to like do uh, like a vertical collapse or a horizontal collapse. So right here, it says sub column. So if I click on this, it will hide all the subclasses and only show the parent in this case. And also if I, I click on parent columns, what it does is it shows all the, all the, Sub all columns. the columns, all, all the all the sub columns and parent columns that have numbers in them, but it hides the totals because you know how like the, that subtotal goes in there and it just messes 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 up with you. And also, I can click on net zeros, and it also gets rid of anything that has just zeros throughout. Okay, so it just allows you to really nicely collapse and expand. Now, one of the challenges with this is you can't print it like this because um, the Quick QuickBooks print comes from the database. And everything we're doing here is in the surface only. So it's only right. really to like serve the report, but you can export it to CSV. Yeah. 
or copy to the clipboard and paste it into Excel, even with our modifications. Now, one, okay. of your, uh, one of your comments is, uh, are these features a right tool ones that QB does not plan to implement within the system itself? And really, you don't know, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Who they're, knows? They're, they're just not available today. And you've, and you've, you've built a better mousetrap to do it today. So, so if, well, if, number one, QuickBooks does not give you a roadmap for what they're working on because they don't like to, they don't like to overpromise. They like to overpromise because QuickBooks is famous for, for under delivering. Right. So, so they're like, okay, the less we promise that the less exposure we have to under delivering. And second, sometimes when the features get rolled out, nobody knows and, and nobody knows who has it, who doesn't have it. When are they going to have it? I mean, it's just a big black box. So, you know, I wish all these things were available in QuickBooks, really. I mean, the, the only reason that Right Tool exists is out of our dream of the possibilities of what QuickBooks can do. Like, like Right Tool shouldn't be a viable business, right? Right, right. Tools actually prove that if actual users build the software, they can make it better if non users build the software, right? So, obviously, we want the attention of Intuit to like, you know, like if Intuit goes in and copies all of us and, and, and basically makes right tool obsolete. Okay, fine. I mean, that's, it would suck, right? That we build the, we build a <laughs> business around this, but it also kind of pushed QuickBooks into doing the right thing from our perspective. Right. Right. So, uh, so for now, the right tool is a solution, right? Let's just, let's just call it that. Okay. Let me show you. I had a quick question too. I know you mentioned earlier that when QuickBooks does changes, then Mark has to go back and fix a couple things. Um, do you have problems with the uh, with like Chrome making a change? Does that affect Right Tool, or it's more of what QuickBooks does underneath? So that when, when Chrome has like a pending update, like like say a pending update, it'll start it'll start acting weird. Once it's fully updated and you close it and open it, it usually just kind of fixes itself. I'm sure that in the world of development, Mark has had to tweak a code because of something that Chrome changed, especially when it comes to security settings and stuff like that. But for the most part, Chrome itself is not the issue. Mark, yeah. I let you answer. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty stable. Uh, they, they're usually pretty good about not removing things that, I've, that you use. They might add things going forward, but the things that used usually are working into the future. So it's been pretty nice in that respect. Yeah, your, your right, frustration so we, is with yeah, QB so we, as ours. <laughs> yeah, so so we have a lot of things, uh, a lot of not a lot of things to cover. Not so much time left. So on the report yeah. preset, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you to imagine that every time you run a report, if you want the default to be negative reds, or if you want the default to be cash basis, if you want the default to be a particular year set, or you want a particular fixed note to show up, or a printable note to show up on every report. So basically what this does is it, it just has a little preset button next to the next next to every report. And when you press preset, it, it uses the presets that you set up in there. So that's what that is. Bankfeed Pro, oh my God, there's so many things to show here. <laughs> but I, I want to show you like kind of like a couple of the big ones. You know, you, want... you can come back next week if you want, yeah. you know. <laughs> so we have auto-update Bankfeed. Basically, every time you log into QBO, it, it runs the update for you. So it saves you that click. I know it's just a click, sure. but hey, if it saves you one second, it qualifies as a right tool thing. Okay. Then we have the new transactions button, which is really interesting too. Uh, then we have, uh, trying to make a quick decision on what to show. What not to 
So let's do larger account and memo boxes, and then let's do bank feed additional detail and uh, text under display, and then we'll do the pay history. So I'm I'm just gonna select those, and there's a, there's more stuff in there. And what you what you're about to see when I get into bank feeds is you're about to see a lot of new things that you've never seen before. A lot of red buttons all over the place. It looks like a massacre, right? That we did in, in, in bank feeds because all these red things are right tool stuff. Okay. So let me go through them. Let's start with usually when I'm in banking, and this this comes from like the way I work, I don't like to see, I don't like to have the left navigation bar. I particularly find that it takes mm -hmm. way too much real estate. So I always mm -hmm. collapse the left navigation bar when I'm on bank feeds. The challenge with that is particularly is that then I lose my that new button that I'm used to. So what I've done is usually the transactions that are generally um, open to creating from bank feeds are going to be an expense, a sales receipt, a deposit, a check, or a journal, because they're the only things that affect the bank. What was also really cool is if I initiate, let's say, a check from here, it opens it up in a new tab, so I don't lose wherever I am in banking. And also, it automatically puts the bank account contextually that I was working on. So instead of just using the default one that QuickBooks decided to use or the last one that you have used, it will do it based on whichever specific bank account that you're in from bank feeds. So that's just a quick, quickly open a transaction. And that was actually one of the first features that, yeah. uh, that, that was added and we haven't changed it much. The other feature, and it was actually suggested by an employee of my firm, is sometimes we will have like credit cards with sub accounts. We will have a lot of sub accounts, accounts and accounts that are so big in terms of number of characters and the parent account and the sub account that up here in the top, you don't even know which credit card you're working on. Okay. Right. You have to click on it or you have to hover, hover over it. So what we've done is if you turn on this feature, anything that you have in parentheses in your chart of accounts will show up down here at the bottom. Okay. So for example, you know, I put mm -hmm. 4005 with this is the last four digits of the account. And then I put vehicle, which is a credit card that we use mostly for a vehicle or whatever. Right. And then when, so contextually, when you're doing a, a categorization, who uses the credit card or what the particular sub account for that credit card could contextually change how you categorize stuff. Right. Like if right. the owner yeah. of the company uh, goes to a restaurant, that might be personal. But if an employee goes to a restaurant because they get fired if they don't have a receipt, it's probably yeah. jobs, you know, like meals while on the job or whatever. So as a bookkeeper, it gives you tons of context to understand what the source account is. The other thing that you're going to like is in, in, in QuickBooks Online, you essentially have two modes. You have show bank details, which shows you the original bank text. And then when you uncheck that, it gives you QuickBooks' cleaned up version of the payee list. So what we've done essentially is we're giving you both. So you see both uh, QuickBooks' version, which is ORIG name Stripe, and then in red, the original bank text. So, so when you're seeing both of them, contextually, maybe it'll help you categorize. Mm -hmm. Now, the last thing we'll cover here is um, these, you see this category drop down. Without right tool, it would be half the size. So if you have like a, a really long account with or sub accounts or something like that, you won't be able to see them when it's half the oh, size. Yeah. So, that, that's so, maddening. You yeah. So like, we just get like twenty characters. It's insane. It's that. insane. So we made we made that field bigger, and we also made the memo bigger too. Because look, sometimes our memos are bigger than just a line. Look, so we made mm -hmm. the memo bigger, and then we also have the ability to enter memo in 
in multiple lines. Whoops, I hit the wrong button there. In multiple lines. So like you can have like line breaks. I know that's kind of weird, but you can have as many amounts of text you want in the, in the memo. So I've only covered 10% of what, the, what Write to a Pro can do, but I'll just I'll add a couple of teasers here. Under Batch Pro, we fixed shift click. So any all the screens that should have shift click to check both multiple transactions, we fixed that. We can copy and paste from a, as I alluded to earlier, from a spreadsheet into into a, a into a, a journal entry. We can bulk delete transactions in the customer vendor detail page. We can batch mm -hmm. delete transactions from the check register. We can also this is brand new. This came out this morning, basically. We can batch edit transactions in the register so we can change payees in batch. Finally, that's a huge one. We can uh, quickly zero out inventory in the in inventory uh, report. Copy down. If you have an extra minute, I can show you copy down and copy down will blow your mind. This is the, this is the, the one feature I could tell you will blow your mind. Do we have one minute? One minute we, to get we do. I, okay. I told you, I told you a hard stop at, at 45 because I knew you were going to go over. So. <laughs> That's deliciously evil. All right. It's just a <laughs> okay. All right. So let's pull up a, a journal entry. Let's see if I can pull one that's long. Okay. So imagine you have this huge journal entry here. Okay. And in this case, there's already stuff um, in here. But I want to ask you to like close your eyes for a second. If you don't mind, just close it. Okay, I actually did it. There you go. Okay, okay. So, so, so imagine, imagine you have a journal entry and you have to put like a customer name, a location, or a class, or a memo across multiple lines. And that's a super painful thing to do it uh, manually. Or for example, let's say I want to change this description to uh, 429 adjustment oh. post, let's say post audit or whatever, okay? So what's really cool about the feature is we can take, and again, this could be very destructive too. So it's like, like with great power comes great, great responsibility type, right? So let's say I want this description to be, to, be, to be copied across how many lines in my journal entry? 501. I looked 501. at it. Okay. You saw that already? Okay. So I will click uh, that little triangle up there. Okay. Called the triangle of truth. We'll click on that triangle and it says, now click on the cell you want to copy down. So I'm going to click on the 429. And ready? I'm going to click on it once. And then it says, are you sure you want to do this? Okay. And boom, in one shot, it oh, copies no. it throughout the entire thing. Got an audible. Whoa. I like that. <laughs> Good. Finally. <laughs> Finally, we get something, something from Carrie. Good. Good. I love it. See, same thing with customer job. Come in here, click on it. And boom, it does it. Nice. And it also works. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, uh, Mark, it also works in bills. Is that right? It works on every page that you can make it work. And yeah, sorry. When you do a 501 line journal entry, it slows down QuickBooks' response time to things. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> so that's why it was like, why does it not work? Okay. Sure. So let's say we have this bill here, for example, typical case. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot to put the customer job on that. Or, or you know, I, I, what, I hate what to about do it the class? Times. Class uh, is yeah, the I'm going to put, I'm going to put the customer job. I'm going to put the class. Okay. Then I'm going to click on the triangle of truth. Click on the first one. Okay. Boom. Triangle of truth. Click on the next one. Boom. If that doesn't make you 
jump out of your chair, you have no <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So I wanted so, to make sure we didn't leave that one out. And and there's tons right. of other cool things. I would probably say I, I, I am at this point, you know, the reconcile indicator used to be like the big one. It used to be like the, like the free, what's the Leonard Skinner song that they play in all the concerts? Is it like free bird? Free bird. Yeah. So that yeah. used to be the free bird, the right tool. I think copy down will be the free bird. All right. That's right. So, uh, in in the register pro, we can uh, uh, we could delete uh, transactions in, in batch in a register, and there's also a keyboard shortcut to delete transactions if you want to kind of like find finesse it. On the reconcile, we have a couple of really cool things. We can finally shift click in the reconcile screen. Um, right. We can delete transactions from the reconcile screen. I'll say that's second that's second to the free bird of copy down. Um, you can also voice stairway to heaven. Um, I stay with, yeah, exactly. Right. I, and then, oh, hey, dude, right? So yeah, export, export to reconcile. Okay, this is a really cool one. Export uh, uh, to reconcile table. So if you have a reconciliation and, and for some, some reason it's just not working for you, we, you can click a button and export it to Excel or CSV. And then maybe you could do some of the magic work in Excel to try to figure out what's wrong. And then you can go back to QuickBooks. It's like sometimes you're like, you wish you had this in Excel. And if it's ever happened to you, Man, I wish this reconciliation was in Excel because I could figure it out one way, shape, or form. Uh, then we have uh, deposits. We can show and hide on deposit funds. So if you have like a lot of payments pending, you know, it takes the whole screen. We can also filter payments by date. Same thing. We can just say, hey, just give me the filters up to a particular date range so we can find those uh, transactions. And then under beta, we have a really cool one here. And this is another one that's going to get people jumping out of the chairs, uh, which is. Uh, chat gpt we're going to use we're going to use chat gpt with uh, with quickbooks and um, this was going to start freaking people out a, a little bit and i totally understand why because this is going to do some of the work that we are used to doing such as explaining a financial statement to a to a client so imagine a world where uh, quickbooks in real time you're looking at a pnl and then next to it there's chat gpt doing all sorts of analysis for you wouldn't that be awesome yeah. Some people might mm -hmm. think maybe or maybe not. Okay. But yeah. what's really cool is I, I could come in here and I could click insert chat GPT report analysis. And then we have a, a prompt built in already in there, but you can do whatever prompt you want. You can say, hey, this is a construction company and I'm looking for the biggest expenses or whatever. You can tell it whatever you want. Then you click on ask chat GPT. This will literally copy the PL and it, it, it hides the company name. It just calls it XYZ Corp. It copies the PNL, puts it in ChatGPT through the API, asks the question, and then comes back and whatever the answer is, it puts it on the notes here. Wow. So, so the things <laughs> that you normally point out for your customer, right. it does it work automatically for you. Oh now, does that God. replace? Does that replace the accountant's work? With <laughs> wow, we, got, we went we went to an oh my god from Kerry. Right. So does, <laughs> yeah. it, does, it ex, does it does it does it replace the accountant with all the context? Yeah. No, it doesn't do any of that. But it starts, it gives you a starting yeah. point. And you yeah. come in it's here a and conversation you... starter. So that they're like, oh, here you put all this yeah, stuff here in the bottom here. What does means... that mean? Number two is a lot of work there. <laughs> right. right. But it gets it gets the work started for you. So yeah. like you could you could even, you know, when you're doing a cleanup quote, for example. Yes. You can yes. you can say, Hey, can I just let, before I start like using any of my brain cells, I'm just like <laughs> see what chat GPT is, right? And then maybe it can give you a framework for, for the things that you start looking. Again, 
the 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 only challenge that we have here is that it's a maximum of four thousand characters, um, for now, right? So we'll 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 see where, where it takes us. But but it's really nice. Um, in, in many ways, it's really cool. And I I stopped sharing the screen to have these uh, guardrails or restrictions because it makes the development process fun. And Mark might be laughing, saying, "Well, maybe fun for you, but no, it is telling me to do this." I, it's it's quite a bit more fun to to work on it when you're kind of having to it's kind of like solving a puzzle when you have an api it's kind of like here's your tools you have to work with and there's pretty much just a set way that you solve a problem whereas yeah. when you're working with a chrome extension it's kind of like what do we have at our <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's, a, a, it's like an escape room you know like if you had a <laughs> with the api they give you a bat an axe uh, and a chainsaw, and they say, "Okay, go find the treasure," and then you can you can just start you know hitting things at random. But in a, in a, in a, in an escape room, you're supposed to find the hole that leads you to the next room that gives you access to the limited amount of things that you can do. So that's kind of the fun part. And, and yeah. just it's been in the last nine months or ten months on what are the things that we can get away with, and 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 some of the big developments that Mark has made is like batch delete. That's a really difficult thing to do just because deleting in general, it's a destructive thing, right? So like, you know, finding that delete loophole was really good because for the most part, accountants, like I find that most of the work that we do with clients is delete their stuff. You know, it's, 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 unfortunately, that's that's where we are. Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, put a couple things here because you were nice enough to to give our viewers a, a promo code. And uh, so I want to, want to make sure that we talk about that. If you wanted to get started with, with right app, there's a QR code in the upper left. You can just point your phone at it. It'll take you to the right site. Uh, and then in the promo code here. So um, if, if you do want to take advantage of some of these pro features, you can use S of B as a promo code. And that'll save you 20% on pro for the first year. So it's super nice of you to, to, to offer that to, to our listeners and, and our, our community. Um, and we really hope that a lot of these things uh, will be, would be available and used because, you know, saving those seconds is, uh, it's, is definitely, you know, when you're crafting time for, for the future by saving you time today, I think that's, that's a, that's a phenomenal thing. Because that's the one commodity that none of us has more of, right? So right. the not. other thing I, I, I want to add something, I have a spreadsheet um, that basically lists all the features in right tool and whether or not it's available in the free version or the pro version. Right. So I can give you a link to that if you want to put it later on in your, okay. yeah, whatever, we'll, we'll whatever you do. Because they, 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 there's there's so many things to try to keep up with. It's just like unfortunately, like even Mark and I forget sometimes. Yeah. Wait, was that even in right tool? I remember. Did we add that? Yeah, there's, well, I mean, there's a lot of what things. we talked. What we talked about last week of like you know four year old blog posts that never got not corrected. You're you're literally the the QuickBooks janitor going around and and scooping up you know dust bunnies from from things that 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 just are left on the floor. Right, so you you could lose inventory of of all of the the stuff that you actually do, and whether or not that's free or pro or what have you. I mean, that's that's another that's another thing. But the, the super awesome. Are, the settings that you showed, Hector, those are powerful. They remind me of the desktop. 
setting area where you know it's you just need to spend time in there <clears throat> to see what all it can do and then you get more you get comfortable and you can do a whole lot with it so um, there. kudos to getting this thing going and continuously keeping it updated well thanks again hector and mark for joining us we really appreciate you taking the time to 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 put this on full display for for our community um, and uh, and we wish you all the best and and the, the greatest of success with this and you know maybe you'll be able to pay mark's full salary uh, you know and sometime soon where i am being paid all that i asked for right now i mean it's just that hector wants me to be paid more so uh, well, that's let's say he knows your worth. So there you go. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think there'll be there's another person on the planet that would that would have built this thing the way we have it at this point. Um, not, not not that Mark has a unique skill that nobody else has, but I think the the connection that Mark and I have and the trust, like the trust that Mark has for my judgment here, because uh, you know some a lot of developers that work. For in the past, uh, the ego kind of comes first, and Mark is more like, you know what, uh, I'll let you drive for a bit, and then I'll, I'll let you know at what point I I, I want to interject here. But he has this like sort of like full trust on 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 the idea because the, the hard the the technical part I think it's really important too. Like I don't know how to I don't know how to do any code, although. I sent Mark some lines of code that I had ChatGPT write for me that had been <laughs> the sort of kind of gateway into like a, a feature, okay? Um, and Mark would 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 admit that sometimes the code I give him gives him an idea. It doesn't really solve the problem. Um, but what, what what he's really trusting is that and discerning the feedback that people are giving us and whether or not there's enough people that would take advantage of that, whether it's worth it, whether it's it's you know whether it'll be more whether it won't get, have return investment. Like this copy down idea, um, it was one of the very first things I suggested, but he didn't know how to do it. You know, and, and, and randomly working on, I believe was the inventory adjustment. Um, you know, like I, I said, look, hey, look, I'm doing this script to do inventory adjustments and some bulb struggle goes, I think I may have a way of doing this much faster. And then he goes, wait a second, with that, can you know, copy down work? And then we did it. And then like copy down work, the copy down button, it's going to be big. Trust me. It'll be talked about in the hallways of conferences and stuff. <laughs> there you go. Uh, because the amount of time that the copy down feature will save you, it's it's going to be significant. Uh, you know, big journal entries, big bills, that sort of thing. And you'll only be able to talk about right tool on the right side of the hallway of the conference. Correct. Conference. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. All right. Well, Hector, Mark. Uh, thanks again for joining yeah. us today. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and showing us uh, all that. Well, most of what Right Tool Pro can do. We'll have to uh, find a future time and bring you back. This is really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to all be right. on. We'll see you guys next week on the workshop. Have a great and, uh, thanks for joining us today. All right. Bye bye. Have a great week. Bye.